Welcome to the Parkway Life Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Well, good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? Amen. Amen. How's everybody doing this morning? Amen. Amen. Man, in the presence of God, amazing. In the presence of God, amazing. Would you stand with me today? I want to speak to you. Uh, We are glad you're here. If you're a guest here, we're honored that you made it here to Parkway Life Church today. Can we give our guests a big round of applause today? Glad you're here. I've got bad news for you, though. Our pastor is not here. Our pastor is not here. I'm going to do my best today. Come back next week to listen to a great message Uh, today. I just want to speak to you. I got a word from the Lord today. A couple of weeks ago, pastor asked me to speak today, and I started praying, and there was a question that God kept putting in my heart, and uh, this is the question that God put in my heart for us today in November 1st, 2020. And this is the question that God just poured into my soul that day. He said this. He said, hey, what are you reaching for? And that's what I want to speak to you about today. I want to read from Exodus 32. Thank you for standing for the word of God today. Uh, Exodus 32, 1 through 8 says, when the people saw how long it was taking Moses to come back down the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and, and they said, come on. They said, hey, Aaron, go make us some gods, little G, who who can lead us, the Israelites, the people of God, the children of Israel. We we don't know what happened to this fellow we call Moses uh, who brought us here from the land of Egypt. So Aaron said this. he, he, He said, take the gold rings from the ears of your wives and the sons and daughters and bring them to me. And all the people, they they took the gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron. And and then Aaron took all the gold, melted it down, and molded it into the shape of a calf. And when the people saw it, they they exclaimed, O Israel, O people of God, in other words, O people that we have just freed you from slavery, O, O, O Israel, these are the gods who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Aaron saw how excited the people were, so he built an altar in front of the calf. And then he announced, hey, tomorrow we're going to have church to the Lord. Tomorrow we're going to have a festival to the Lord. The people got up early the next morning to sacrifice, burn offerings, and get their Sunday best on and, and do their everything they could to get to church to worship this golden calf. And after this, they, they celebrated with feasting and, and drinking and indulged in pagan revelry. The Lord told Moses, Mo, dude, I don't know what's happening down there, he said. He said, hey, quick, get down that mountain and your people, in other words, God's people, your people, Moses, all of a sudden they're Moses' people. He said, your people whom you brought from the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves and how quickly they have turned away from the way I commanded them to live. They have melted down gold, and made a calf, and they have bowed down and sacrificed to it. They're saying, these are your gods, Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. I want to speak to you today on this thought called, what are you reaching for today? 
You may be seated. I want to ask you this today. How many of you have ever been to a testimony service? I mean, like a tried and true testimony service. I mean, like I, I remember them uh, as, as a child. I, I remember a testimony service that we would we would be in in, in church and uh, and and people would just pass the microphone. Now this was an awesome thing, but it was also the scariest moment of my life. Like, like it, it was incredible, but it was also scary. I mean, it was an opportunity for people to stand up in the middle of service and, and just tell about the goodness of God, to brag on God. And, and, and sometimes it was amazing, like, oh, my word, like, oh, that was so good. And the, sometimes mom and dad went, uh-uh, you didn't need to hear that. Like, like whoa, 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 where are you going with this? I mean, sometimes it was like, whoa, 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 they didn't think about what they were fixing to say. I mean, somebody would, would stand up over here and they, they would say, oh, look how, look how God healed me from cancer. Do you see me today? I, I'm, I'm healed and I'm, I'm cured. And, man, just thank God for the goodness of God and he healed me from cancer. And, man, it was, it was incredible. And then, and then somebody over here would then, then stand up in the middle of a, a testimony and they would say, man, you know what? God come in and he helped me last night. He said, he said you know what? Last night I was, I was in the club and, uh, and you just, didn't know where that was going and mom and dad were like hold on wait a minute what's fixing to be said here and and they were like what are they fixing to say it could have been good it could have been scary because you just never knew what was fixing to come out of somebody's mouth in exodus 1 through 30 i want to take you back to a testimony service I want to take you back to Exodus 25 and I want to take you to the church service that they were having in Exodus 25 because I believe in Exodus 25, Moses was passing the microphone and he was like, hey, children of Israel, I want you to testify about the, the goodness of God. And, and, and if, if we were to pass the mic, and I want to take us back to the Exodus 25 right now and, and, I, and we're in the middle of that service where, where somebody up over here would, would say, hey, bring the mic to me. Would you get it to me? And they, they would stand up and they would say I remember it so well I remember the moment I, I it was the night of the Passover and I was there in my living room with my kids and and my oldest son he was scared to death he was just pacing the room like what's about to happen am I going to be here tomorrow and, and 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 we were sitting there in our in our in our kitchen and and we had done just as Moses had said and we had we had, we had taken the we had taken the lamb we had sacrificed the lamb, and we were eating lamb for supper. And the most important thing this day is that, that we took the blood of the lamb, and we, we, we put it on the doorpost because and, 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 we knew that God had told Moses, said, hey, there's going to be a, a death angel come down the road tonight, but, but if you got the blood of the lamb applied to your house, if you got the blood of the, the lamb applied to your doorpost, the death angel will pass on by. And he, he, he would stand up at testimony service and he said, I remember it, I heard it down the street, I, I heard the moans, I heard the weeping, I, I heard his people were, were losing their firstborn son, but, but I was just so thankful that I knew that the blood was applied to my family and the, and the, the death angel passed on by. And it was good. And then somebody would stand up on, on this side, it was a little elderly lady with a handkerchief. She stood up over here and, and she said, oh, but, but let me tell you, don't forget about the day when, when we went before the Red Sea. 
She said, I, I, I don't rem- I remember, I'll never forget the day we were so proud we had just walked out from Egypt and Moses had come in there and God had used him to save us and rescue us. And man, that day we were so proud we walked out of Egypt and we're going along and all of a sudden we're, we're at a dead end. We're at the Red Sea. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what we were going to do. They had been beating us as slaves in Egypt, but we had just been freed. Oh, what a day that was and here we are again. At the Red Sea, I don't know what we're going to do. Red Sea in front of us, mountain to the left, mountain to the right. And, and I look behind me, and all of a sudden, the little lady just waving that handkerchief saying, hey, I remember looking back and seeing the Israelites, or the Egyptians. And they were fixing to chase us. They were going to kill us right here. Moses, where have you brought us from? Where have you brought us to, Moses? We, we had nowhere to go. I don't see no way that I could get out of this. And I remember Uncle Bob's over here going, hey, kids, this is how we swim. They were having swimming lessons real fast over here. And, and Aunt Bertha, she was over here going, hey, anybody got a raft? Y'all got a raft? We need a raft. Somebody, get, somebody start blowing up on the raft. And they're like, everybody's going crazy. And a little, little lady stands up and she says, but I, I remember... I remember looking over and seeing Moses. I remember Moses, he says, don't worry. I got a word from the Lord. What are you doing, Moses? What are you doing, Moses? What are you raising a rod in the air for? And Moses said, don't worry, God's got this. He told me to do this. And I remember seeing the trickle of water as it started to part started to part on the left and the right and I remember all of us and she's pacing the the church at this time telling the story she says I remember I remember there how there was no way but God made a way as we walked across the Red Sea not just walked across the Red Sea but we walked across the dry ground He, he he even absorbed absorbed the water from the ground as we walked across and he rescued us and then somebody over on the other side would stand up and say I remember another story. Remember when we were thirsty in the desert? Remember when we were thirsty? Y'all remember when we were thirsty? We didn't have nothing to drink. There, there wasn't a Walmart anywhere out in this desert, and, and we, we couldn't get anything to drink, and everybody's griping, everybody's complaining, everybody's saying, hey, Moses, what'd you do? Bring us out here in the middle of the desert to die? I mean, it was way better in, in Egypt. We were thirsty, I mean, and then all of a sudden, Moses gets another word from the Lord. And he says, Moses, go over to that big rock. And we're like, hey, we don't need a rock. We need water. Can't drink a rock. Anybody ever drank a rock? No, nobody ever drank a rock. But Moses, God told Moses, go over to the rock. And he, he hits the rock. And, and all of a sudden, Rockwafina comes out. I mean, it's, it's, it's created right there. And out of this rock, Rockwafina water just starts flowing out. And we can drink all we wanted to in this testimony service. And somebody would stand up over here and say, you know what? I got a story. I remember we were wandering out there. I didn't know where to go. We were lost. Everybody thought we was lost. We didn't have directions. I mean, we're out here in the middle of the desert. We just drank the water, but now we're lost. And, and I was asking somebody to pull up Google Maps, but we didn't have an iPhone. And, and, uh, and, and, and we were like, you know what, Rand McNally, some of you young people don't know Rand McNally, but we know Rand McNally in here when we used to use the real maps. Rand McNally wasn't even thought about yet. He hadn't created the maps. Nobody had been there. Mom was telling Dad, I told you we were lost. 
kids were saying, when are we going to get there? And all of a sudden, Moses says, hold on, I see a cloud. He says, God's going to send us a cloud. We're going to follow this cloud during the day. We're going to follow the cloud. The first Google Maps. That's where the original cloud came from. That's free. That wasn't even in my notes. Sometimes the Lord just drops stuff on you, and you're like, you got to share it. And, and then, then he's like, you know what? i got a cloud by day. We're going to follow the cloud. We're going to go where that cloud takes us. Well, we're going to do it at night, Moses. Don't worry. It's going to turn into a fire. It's going to lead us. It's going to guide us. It's going to provide heat. And God directed their path. And somebody else would stand up in this testimony service. This testimony service done lasted three hours now. And they're, they're, like, they're like somebody else would say, remember when we were hungry, Moses? Remember when we were hungry, children of Israel? We, we were thirsty then, now we're hungry. We, we, he, he provided our thirst, now we're hungry. I need, I need a steak. And, and, and Moses says, don't worry. And remember the time that God said, let the manna fall from the sky and he provided us food. It was like cinnamon rolls from the tree on Sunday or creme brulee cake from the hard bean. All you can eat. And we were full. And that was their testimony service. That was Exodus 1 through, through 25. They would stand up. They would testify about the, the continual goodness of God being faithful and God providing and God doing this and provision and, and all their lives. They, they even saw the glory of God for the first time as, as Moses goes up into the mountain and, and, and he speaks with God. And when Moses comes back down, he's white as a ghost. He's glowing because he was in the presence of God. There was something about him. There was an aura about him that they were like, whoa, he just was in the, the glory of God. They saw that. For the first time, he returns and see the glory of God. That's Exodus 1 through 25. And then we find God saying, Moses, go back up the mountain, Moses. I want to talk to you again, Moses. And Moses goes up in verse 20, chapter 25 and He's up there for multiple chapters. He's up there for 25 and 26 and 27 and 28 and 29 and 30 and 31. He's taken a while. It's been silent for a while. And then we step to Exodus 32, which I read to you earlier. You see, we talk about it all the time. We, 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 know, we know what to do when God shows up right on time. We know what to do when we're in the middle of something and, and, and we just see God just do something right there in front of us. But we see that. We, we know that. We know when, when God comes off the mountain with the instructions and he says, hey, here's exactly what to do. We know when he provides manna, when he provides provision, when he makes every provision that we need. But let me ask you a question. What do we do when he seems to be silent through 25 and 31? What, what do we do when, when, when he doesn't show up when we want him to? I need you, God. I need you. Moses, get God back here. What do we do? You see, God had been showing up to their every request. And now in verse 32, they're waiting. They're waiting on Moses to come back down the mountain with the word of God. What's he going to do next? Hey, what are we going to do? What, what, what's he going to do next? Waiting. They're looking. Waiting. Looking. Where is he? 
Where is he in October 2020? Where is he? As the world's going crazy, where is he the week before elections? Where? Looking and waiting. Where's he at? What time did he say he was coming back? I haven't seen him in weeks. I haven't seen him in days. I, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't seen him. You see, we know what to do when God shows up with exactly what we need when we need it, how we need it, where we need it, how we requested it. But what about those times in life when we find ourselves looking for God, but we can't find him when we need him? He didn't ask my, answer my request. What, what do we do in those moments where I needed him yesterday and it's tomorrow? What, what do we do when he, he didn't show up when we, we thought he was supposed to? What do, we, what do we do when he doesn't follow my instructions, my prayer requests? I mean instructions, my prayer requests. I mean my instructions. What, 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 do we, what do we do when we give him our 10-point list and it doesn't seem he's reached level one yet what, what do we do when we give God our bucket list and he's like hey I don't need this bucket what, what do we do when, with a God that goes off the script that we give him what do we do when, when he disregards our will for his will and let me ask this question because I feel like I have been here in 2020 and so have we all because what do we do when God disobeys us. Maybe we first need to realize something. Maybe we need to realize how we see God. Maybe we need to realize how we see God. I, I, I need a Jesus. Uh, Danny, you look like the best Jesus I can find in here right now. Would you, would you come up here uh, real fast? Jesus, I need you right now, like quick. Like, like uh, let's go. Uh, Danny's going to be a uh, Jesus today. Uh, maybe we need to realize how we see Jesus. Could you, you can have the throne of my life, Danny. This is the throne of my life. Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm telling you, it, doesn't this look like a great Jesus, by the way? I love this guy. So, so, so Jesus is on the throne of my life. This is the throne of my life, Jesus. And you know what? I, man, Jesus, you're awesome. I, I love you, Jesus, and I, I give you my life, Jesus. And uh, Lord, I worship you all. I mean, I mean, just you're awesome. You're, you're great. You're, you're magnificent and, and awesome, God. And I, I just thank you for my life and all the, all the things that, that you've blessed me with. I love you. I want to I just worship you and, and honor you. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, so, uh, man, we, we make a good, good team, Jesus, don't we? Uh, you know, uh, man, this, this is a good relationship we got, Jesus. I mean, I, I love my relationship with you. Uh, we got it going on. You know, we, 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 we just do life together, Jesus. We, we go to church together. I, I, I love you, Jesus. Uh, uh, oh, 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 Jesus, my, my boss wants to talk to me. I, I think, I, uh, I think, I think he, 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 he wants to talk to me. Uh, he's got a question. Uh, I hope he's not going to fire me. I mean, I hope they're not laying off, Jesus. I mean, you know, I love you, Jesus. I mean, it's great, you know, uh, uh, oh, oh, what? Oh, he wants to give me a raise? 
Oh, man, thank you, Jesus. I mean, thank you, Jesus. I mean, man, Jesus, you are so good to me. You're so great to me. You know, I was, I was thinking we were going down there, Jesus, but, uh, but, but, but you know what? He, he, wanted, he wanted to give me a, a raise, Jesus. Man, thank you. High five, Jesus. Woo, yeah, thank you, Jesus. I mean, what? Doctor's appointment. What test was test results? Test results, Jesus. Jesus. Lord, heal me, Jesus. Go, Lord, help me, Jesus. Give me strength, Lord. You made this body. I mean, this is your body, God. I, I am your, you know, I'm yours. I surrender. My Lord, help me, Jesus. I mean, help me with these test results, Lord. I need your help, Jesus. Give me, oh, Lord, Jesus. What? It's all clear? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, man. Thank you, Jesus. High five, Jesus. Man, thank you, Jesus. Man, I love you, Jesus. And you know what, Jesus? I'm not single, by the way, so, but this is, you know, Lord, I've been single for a long time. Lord, help me. I need a, I need a relationship, Jesus. You know, would, would you mind helping me, Jesus? I mean, would you help me? Hold, hold, hold on one second. I want to I wanna pick her out first, Lord. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Lord, how about Courtney? She looks really good. Uh, yeah, how? I, how about her? Yeah, Lord, give me, give me Courtney, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, she is your creation. She is your masterpiece. She is, oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, oh Lord Jesus, man, Jesus, you know, man, I thank you because, uh, man, man, this relationship that you have given me and Courtney, man, I, I thank you for this relationship you have blessed. Oh, Lord, she crazy, Lord. Help me, Jesus, Lord. <laughs> Help me, help me, Jesus, Lord, help me, help me, help me, Jesus. Just stay right there. Maybe she needs to be up here doing the illustration. You see what we do? You see what we do? You see, this is what we do. You see, he was never really God. He, he, he was never really God. He was just my consultant. We just want him around just in case, Lord, I, I need something from you. Or a crisis comes up. Or in case something goes bad. But Jesus didn't put us on the earth. Jesus didn't come to the earth himself and die on a cross to be our consultant he died on our cross to be our God not our consultant he, he died on, a, on the cross to, to be our, our God our Lord, our Savior, the one the only, our God alone not to be the consultant. And, and I know you're out there today you're like no, 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 not me I would never push God off the throne I would never push God off the throne and take it over myself, but, but I'll ask him to move over just a little bit. You know, uh, right there. Go ahead and sit right there, Lord. Uh, go ahead. Uh, I, you know, I, I would never ask him to be, get off the throne, but, but I'll ask him to share it with me. 
Lord, give strength to this stool right now. But God didn't die on a cross, put us on this earth, come die on a cross for me to be my partner. He didn't die on a cross to be my consultant when I needed him. He died on a cross and put us on this earth. Why? Because he needed us here. And But he was going to be our God. He was going to be on the throne. He is the one, the only, the only one that we can look up to. Because he didn't die on a cross to be our consultant. He didn't die on a cross to be our partner. No, he died on a cross to be my salvation and my Savior and my God, the one whom I can stand on. He died to be my rock and my salvation in whom I will trust. That's what he meant he wants to be. So he doesn't want to be our our consultant. He doesn't want to be our partner. Thanks a bunch, Danny. Thank you so much. He he, he wants to be our, our Savior. You know, it's like we, we, we say, God you, God, you can have those relationships, but I, I want to manage these relationships. It's like we say, Lord, you can have this area, but I'm going to keep my sexuality. It's like we can say, God, you can have those areas of the business, but I'm going to keep these areas of the business. God, you can have my Sunday morning and Wednesday evening, but God, I'm going to keep my Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You can have those other two. I mean, you you can have a partner. You can be the consultant, but he didn't die to be our consultant. He died to be our God 24-7 to look at in 2020. So what happened to the children of Israel in verse 32 is this, is that they're tired of waiting on God. They're tired of waiting. They've never had to wait. It was like boom, 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 boom. What's he going to do next? But, but they find themselves waiting. I need a God. I need it right now. My terms. And instead of waiting on God, they replaced him. They replaced him with gold with a little calf that they formed up and they made. Instead of continuing to reach for God, they reached for gold. They knew they needed something. They were longing for something. There's something inside of us. I'm searching, I'm looking, and and every human on this planet today is is looking for something to be their God, even though they don't know it yet. There's something in every one of us, a void in our life that says, hey, we need God in our life, capital G. There's something in every one of us. They, but, 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 but we tend to be just like the Israelites. And I'm going to put myself on the same place because we reach for what is familiar instead of the one that's been faithful. The same God who had been faithful at the Red Sea. Faithful with the death angel passes by. Faithful with the rock. Faithful with the manna. He'd been faithful the whole time, and they're wandering in the desert, but as soon as he doesn't respond on their terms, they immediately, immediately, immediately started reaching for something else. And they reached for gold. You see, this was the issue, was they had come out of Egypt But Egypt hadn't come out of them. So they reach for what was familiar. 
They reached for where they had come from. They reached for what where they had been before. And I want to ask you, in 2020, what are you reaching for? What are you, what are you, what are you leaning towards in your life posture? Have you gone back to the cheap imitation gods that seem to dull the pain? Have you gone back to the old things that you used to do? Have you tried to fix it all on your own? Who are, who are you reaching for? Is, is it security you're reaching for? Like, I just need security. So I'll strap more guns on me and I'll put more security in, in my home and there's nothing wrong with those things but when we start to reach for security, we're really reaching for the wrong thing. I'm not saying don't put them. You can carry, you can put them, that's good but when you're reaching for those things thinking I can handle it on my own, you're reaching for the wrong thing because security system, no security system in the world can give you what you need today. See, what you need is peace. What you need is peace, and and peace only comes from one source, from the Prince of Peace. What are you reaching for? One of the biggest epidemics in this world today is pornography. And I know it hits a lot of people in this room, but let me be real with you. Men and women, people are reaching for something cheap and easy and immediate when God is wanting you to wait for real intimacy. He, he, he's wanting, see, see p- pornography, it's isolation, it's, it's imaginations, it's, it's, it's really a lie and fake. But people are reaching at it. It's one of the biggest, biggest, finance, it's one of the biggest businesses is in the world today is pornography. It's what we're reaching for, teenagers. It's what they're reaching for. It's a lie. What God wants you to do is he wants you to wait. He wants you, he said, instead of reaching for cheap imitations now, get a relationship with God, prepare yourself for your future spouse, and let God lead you to the one that he has picked out for you. And if you're already with the one that he picked out for you, drop it and get back to that one. In 2020, we reach for success, I know. But really, you're longing for, in, or for significance. You're, you're, you're reaching for success, but what you're striving for is significance. But can I tell you this? I want to tell you this, that you can be successful all day, and you can still be insignificant. The significance and the validation that you are looking from from people can only come from God. Can I be honest with you? I want to be successful. I want to be the best that I can be in my business. But the day that I retire, they will replace me. You own the business. The day that you sell the business, you will be replaced. I'm not saying you're insignificant. Strive and be the best that you can be on your business. 
Do the best that you can. But what you're searching for is significance, not success. And significance only comes from God. God wants you to know that you are significant. You are his. He paid the price for you. You are his son. You are his daughter. And nothing in this world can give you the significance that God said, I gave the price for you. You are my son. You are my daughter. You are significant before you were ever put on this earth. You are significant, child of God. You are significant, but that significance can only come from the one that we need to reach for when we're reaching for other things to get that significance. Don't get me wrong. It's not bad to be successful, but when you're reaching for success over a Savior, that's when the, the, the division ha- takes place. We need to, what are you reaching for? Too many, listen to this, too, too many people today are reaching for likes. You see it. You put a post on Facebook. You put a post on TikTok. You put a post on Instagram. You, you put it out there. What are you looking for? Everybody's like, oh, no, I want everybody to see my, my kids. I want them to see my pretty outfit. No, no, you're looking for likes. Put them out there. Let's share pictures. It's good. It can be used for good, but if you're looking for life, the world today is looking for life. When God says this, Stop striving for the likes when I gave you the love a long time ago. Stop striving for the likes on Instagram and searching and needing that. Don't you, I don't need that. God said, I gave you my love a long time ago. The musicians, please come. Quit trying to live your life so that people will notice you. And start living for the one that has noticed you from the beginning of time. It's uncomprehendable, really. But Billy, from the very minute that God spoke earth into existence, he knew everything about you. He knew the hairs on your head. And from the beginning of time, he said, you know what? That's my son. That's my daughter. So quit reaching for the things that are around us. Stop just reaching. Try to gain. That, 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 that's, it's not all bad. It's good. But what are, you, what are you longing for? What are you seeking after? What are you seeking after? Quit reaching for the imitations. If it happened to the children of Israel, it can happen to me. I have reached for imitations. And if we're all honest, we all have. But God is wanting to remind us this this week when the news is saturated with this and the news is saturated with that and Facebook floods and Instagram floods and TikTok floods. I want to reach for what the good news says that he will never leave me. Never. That he will never forsake me. 
and those sometimes when the world is roaring and it seems God is far on the mountain. I want you to know this. That he is close as the mention of his name. He is never far from you. He's never far from you. No matter where we've been, no matter what we've done, he's as close as the mention of his name. So what are you reaching for? When you finally realize it's him that I need to reach for, you're going to really understand probably the most questionable thing in life. You're going to find the answer. That's this is that when you begin to reach for him, you will find out the whole time he's been reaching for you. From the very get-go, from the very beginning of Genesis 1 to, the, to way before that, to eternity in the past, He's been reaching for you the whole time. He's been saying, hey, I'm here when you need me. I may not do exactly what you ask, but I will tell you, I will do every minute what's best for you. I love you, and I know what's best. So in 2020, when the world is shaking and everything's quaking and and we don't know where to go and who to vote for and what's going to happen next week if so-and-so gets it or so-and-so gets it, you know what? As the world begins to flood us out, I want to start reaching for what is above me and letting him pull me above it and know that I am in the kingdom of God and nothing can hurt his child. He has a future and a plan for me and as long as he is with me nothing can come against me. I put my full trust in you and no matter what happens in my life God I will continue to reach for you every minute, every second, through the good, through the bad, through the easy, through the hard. God, I'm going to keep reaching for you. Why? Because you are reaching for me the whole time. I want to reach for him. I want to reach for him. David said this. He said, one thing One thing have I searched for. One thing have I seeked for. And that's that I may live in the presence of God all my days. That I will continually reach for Him. Philippians says it this. says, I'm not saying that I have it all together. Please listen to me. I don't have it all together. Just as the writer of this scripture says, I'm not saying I have it all together. Or that I haven't made it all. But I am well on my way reaching out to Christ, reaching out to Christ who has so wondrously reached out for me. I just want to know today in 2020, what are you reaching for? Whatever it is, drop it. Whatever sin may be, drop it. Keep reaching for success, but reach for the Savior more than that. He's the one that's got you in that place anyway. So listen, listen. Can I be honest? I'm not a bearer of bad news, people. 
But I just feel like God wants you to know. I've read the book. And it doesn't say in the book at all it's ever going to be easy. I was reading a book the other day that in 1920, it was harder times than it was than the days we're living in today. Great Depression. There was a storm that come across Oklahoma and Texas I've called the Dust Bowl. Killed many people. I mean, I read it. I was like, whoa, this, we got it easy. He never said from 1 A.D. to 30,642 B.C. or whatever, you know, whatever. He never said it's going to be easy. But he did say, I will be there with you. I want to sing this song at the end. This is a reminder. No matter what comes in life, it may be easy, it may be hard. But no matter what's trying to flood our life, God wants us to reach for him and he'll pull us out. Listen, this song, I've been singing it for two weeks now since I've been studying this. And I want this to be our motto. God, no matter what comes in my life, the more I seek you, the more I find you. And the more I find you, the more I know you. Let this song bless you. And as you listen to this song, I want you to worship with us today. And I want this to be our motto. The more I seek you, the more I find. I want to reach. Y'all want to reach today? Let's turn this place into an altar. Let's just, let's just reach. Drop what you've been reaching for and reach for the one that created everything that says you're his. Let's reach today. When you begin to reach for God, there's no circumstance in life that can keep the peace and the joy and the patience and the kindness, the fruits of the Spirit coming out of your life. I, 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 I told my wife this week, I said, you know what? I did my part. I voted. But no matter the situation that comes along next week, I'm going to keep pressing on. I'm going to keep reaching for more of Jesus Christ. You know why? Because in 2021, he's going to give me peace that passes all understanding. He will give me joy and joy unspeakable. No matter what happens in this world, it may be easy, it may be hard, but you know what? I know, I know this, that if I stand on the rock, the one that provided manna, the one that provided water from a rock, the one that split the Red Sea is one day going to look at me and say, hey, Brandon, you're my child come on home I got a place prepared for you with your name on it with streets of gold and gates of pearl and I will be your God and we will forever be living together with Jesus Christ I tell you today keep reaching keep pursuing keep leaning into God in 2020 and 2021 and 2022 and 2023 and 3000 whatever just keep leaning keep reaching 
searching, keep pursuing, because I have found this. I haven't found all of God yet. I've been pursuing him for about 30 years now, and every time I find him, the more I begin to know him, the more I find peace, the more I find joy. Why? Because I'm continually reaching for more of Jesus Christ. Have I attained it all? No, but I am reaching for him, the one that's reaching for me. God, I love you. God, I'm crazy about you. You told me to say what you wanted me to say, and I said it. And God, now it's our position to take whatever we have. But God, I stand here today and say that Parkway Life Church, we want more of you, Jesus. We want more of you, Jesus. And we will be reaching, and we will be pursuing, and we will be serving you. The more we find, the more the more we seek, the more we find. God, I love you. I thank you for this day. I thank you for the people here today. I thank you for the reminders in my life that you told me two weeks ago. And you asked me personally, Brandon, what are you reaching for? God, I thank you today that you have used me to say the word that you want me to say. To remind us today, November 1st, 2020. What are we reaching for? We're reaching for you, Jesus. I'm going to go ahead and answer. God, I love you. I thank you for this day and thank you for this opportunity. But God, more than anything, I'm thankful that I know that if I'm reaching for you, you are already reaching for me. I love you. Have a great week. Be blessed of God. Be successful. Go do your thing. But more than anything else in this world, be reaching for Jesus Christ. God bless you. Have a great day. We'll see you on Wednesday.